Welcome back to Cannonball Golf Pod, episode 004. I'm Augie. Uh, I can proudly say I went shank, OB, shank, made a 10 on a short par 3. With me is Charlie. I once made back-to-back eagles and back-to-back 11s. Pretty solid. <laughs> we are your official golf gurus for this podcast. And in, in this podcast, um, we're gonna we're gonna recap the farmers. We're gonna so far. We're gonna talk a little. Yeah, so far we're gonna talk a little little night golf. We have an interesting interview with my former college coach, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll shut it down with the usual with with Spotify additions. Let's do it. Let's get it started. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! So, Charlie, uh, we are currently waiting to do our interview. Right. Um... We are at Midtown Athletic Club well, in Chicago. We're in a parking lot outside of Midtown Athletic Club because I don't think they'll let us in yet until our interviewee gets here. Yes. Uh, we're taking a page out of Uncle Stu's garage book, and we, you know, based on, you know, our schedules and, you know, commitments and stuff, uh, this is the only time me and Charlie can get together to record this. Well, and our, this interview, week. our interviewee gave us this time too. So, so uh, yeah, it is a uh, mobile studio. Mobile studio. It's currently dark outside. It's like 25 degrees. We the engine is off. Yep, sitting <laughs> so in Jeff's ju- car in our coats. It's kind of cold. <laughs> I'm cold, Jack. So yeah, it's uh, it's dark out. The other place it's dark out right now is in San Cal- Diego. Is in California. It, right. It uh, Tiger Pines slash Torrey Pines. Yeah. As of now, it's Sunday night, and we still do not have a winner you, for the Farmers Insurance. We don't Open. have a champion. This is the third week in a row the tour has gone yep, into overtime. Exciting. PGA uh, PGA marketing execs gotta love yeah, that. Yeah. There's a lot of. I guess that they even got into the Grammys a little bit tonight. <laughs> right. Some people. Yeah. Jim Nance and Nick Faldo <laughs> kept making jokes about how uh, Jay Z's just circling the block in right. his limo because they won't let him walk the red carpet until. You know, Alex Noren. <laughs> it's a fucking shot. Yeah, I'm sure Jay-Z was really happy about that. So, yeah, Alex Noren, um, Jason Day comes back from a right. faux back injury to get out of a... Shout out uh, Ryan Palmer, too, right? Palmer was in the all, playoff also for... made it in. He, made it, he hit a great shot in the end of regulation to make it into the playoff and then uh, made kind of a so-so par on the first playoff hole to not advance with day and yep. Norrin. so yeah day and Norrin birdied 18 three times birdied 18 three out of five, <laughs> yeah three times and two other pars so they're five or three under on five holes in the playoff so far and they're gonna continue tomorrow morning i'm gonna fire back up tomorrow morning so what do uh, you see the uh when they Foul that so when you're watching golf on TV, as a lot of you guys probably know, it's all and they say it you know, ad nauseum that it's way darker yep. in person. Our lenses it, are it, way wider, yeah. Like, you know, the aperture is wide open, and we're showing what you're seeing on your screen is not what we're seeing right. in the tower. And uh, 
you know, there's the famous tiger shot at Bridgestone yep. where he hit the eight iron and pitch black yep. to six inches to win. Right. But at one point tonight, Nick Faldo, he uh, he said, "Guys, can we can we just show it to him without without the apertures wide open?" And they cut, and it is it's it dark. was dark. It was. I mean, they were the last hole when they played eighteen for the third time, and they both made birdie, <laughs> right? Like insane birdies. It was as dark now, as dark then as it is now, sitting in our car. It was really lot. funny though. Uh, Jason Day had some really funny sound bites in his in the interview right after the fact. He's like, they were asking him like, "Could you see the flag?" He's like, "I can barely see a little yellow, yellow on my yeah, approach shot of yellow. like a hundred yards. Like I kind of see it." Um, and he said, "He said get down," but he had no idea. <laughs> he had no clue. <laughs> but then he goes, he said. Yeah, but, uh, you know, they asked him, like, would you keep playing? He goes, yeah, I'd keep playing. Both of them. Both he go, of them said it, yeah, too. He Nora go, did, too. Yeah, and they <laughs> goes, goes, like, Legend of Bagger Vance style goes, yeah, we just need a couple <laughs> We just need a couple cars, you know, with, the, yeah, with their headlights cars. on the fairway to show us where we're going. Yeah, that's how Randolph <laughs> Juna tied uh, Bobby Jones and Walter Hagen in the greatest greatest game Savannah's ever seen. Yeah, ever seen. Yeah, Ty Webb and his roommate Mitch Cumstein had a much more sour experience with night golf than uh, Randolph Jr. <laughs> and Bobby Jones yeah, had. A little, yeah, little opposite end of the spectrum there. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot less uh, PG in in there in uh, Ty Webb and his roommates <laughs> and and the daughter of the dean. A little night putting yeah, with night the dean's putting. daughter. Right. <laughs> Have the, you ever been night putting with the dean's daughter? Not with the dean's daughter. No, no, I've never night putted. But I did one time in college. Me and some buddies rented a uh, rented a, a cabin on a golf course, like okay. just outside of town, and um, it was kind of a you know okay golf course. We played it every now and then, but they, it was like a resort too. And I think, you know, maybe freshman year, sophomore year, and we were still too young to, like, drink in, at bars, we decided, sure. like, a great idea would be to, like, get 20, you know, guys and girls together and, like, throw down on this cabin on the out, outskirts of town <laughs> next to this, like, kind of so-so golf course. And I did remember we did some real, real... uh inebriated night putting on the nearest green once we uh you know got the festivities real real loosened up but no i don't think the daughter of the dean was there she didn't exactly run in our circles <laughs> what about you what? I, yeah i once uh played played night golf um this was after college a couple of my buddies came down um to visit and we still talk about it to to this day that it was probably one of the most fun times we've ever had on a golf yeah. course. But it was it was like an eighteen hole course, but the longest hole was say like two hundred and seventy five yards. <laughs> exactly. It was primarily like all par threes and like a couple a par few, fours. Yeah. But quote we, unquote par fours. Right. But the place was lit up. It was warm out. It's yeah. you know like eleven o'clock at night and we're playing golf. So like the novelty of it. But yeah, we we got carts <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because. We brought it. Yeah, we brought a. And you couple, brought two hundred beers. Yeah, we got brought a couple of cases of beer because we're not going to carry those beers around. <laughs> no like, way. are you sure you guys are, like? Yeah. We're we're young spry guys. <laughs> right? You guys want a cart? And we're like, yeah, we we need, we need carts. We need it, sir. <laughs> we need carts. The uh, I think on the 18th hole, I think one of the carts almost made it into the pond. So yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys made it through 18. Yeah, that's we, pretty uh, impressive in itself. Definitely, definitely had to leave the cars there and call some calves that night for yeah. sure. Well, that's the responsible thing to do. <laughs> 
Why does the PGA not play at night? They, I feel like, didn't there used to be like a par three tournament out in Vegas? That no, they, play they played. Night? Um, that, that that was back with like Annika Sorostam, yeah, Tiger Woods. Right. Yeah, they would the play battle, like a, the battle at. Uh, name's escaping me. But it was like an exhibition match. Yeah, they and they played like the four lights. or five yeah. holes under the lights. Right. Yeah, and well, like prime time. They need to bring that back. They definitely need to bring that back. They were pretty close tonight, but they, they didn't have the lights out. And you got long drive under the lights now. Right, and the European tour does their, they do a couple things under the lights every year. Yeah. So it needs to come back to prime time. Get it together. Jeez. PGA. Gosh. Lights. <laughs> Dark out. Bullshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just got a text from our interviewee. He's here, and turns out we're actually going to get a little simulator action. Uh, he he booked us a uh, stall, so we're going to go up and take some cuts. And uh, good thing we got the clubs in the trunk. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> Never leave home without right. them. Yeah. Our next guest on Cannonball Golf Pod is my college coach at Loyola University of Chicago. Also a member of the PGA of America, teaching pro here locally in Chicago, Pat Dorgan. Pat, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Appreciate you having me on. Welcome. Um, let's start off with, uh, you are a teaching pro here in Chicago. You yes. teach out at Diversity Driving Range. Uh, you invited us here to Midtown Athletic Club, where we just got done in the simulator, hitting some balls and... Playing some crazy courses. <laughs> um, Dream 18. How did you How did you decide to become a teaching professional? I was born into it. My father and mother, they took me to Ruth Lake Country Club prior to taking me home. And so my father was a PGA professional. He was a, a golf professional at Ruth Lake Country Club. Um, and he was there for 27 years. Wow. And so it was just kind of, it was just kind of born with me. Was there ever any other jobs along the way before you became PGA? Or? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, let's see. Well, of course, I started you off started caddying, etc. But then yeah. one winter, I did work at Sizzler Steakhouse. <laughs> Sizzler. Sizzler. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was like the only job that I ever got fired from. <laughs> How'd you get fired from Sizzler? Well, I brought the... Okay, it was all about the soup. Sure. All right, so I got... Uh, we, we, they ordered soup, came out cold. I brought it to the table. They weren't happy with the soup, so they said, please take it back. So by the time I brought in the second soup, the meal was already out. Okay. And so they weren't happy with the soup. Finally, I took the soup back to the kitchen. They said, just forget it. We'll just eat. Yeah. And they weren't happy, so I brought the kid, my six-year-old daughter. Sure. I brought her an ice cream sundae. thought okay. that would make things better. And unfortunately, the manager didn't think so. She thought that I should bring the soup back to them. And take it to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I got fired uh, for standing my ground there at Sizzler Steakhouse. And, uh, makes Been a golfer ever since. Yeah, yeah that was, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Did you ever meet Shooter McGavin at, at Sizzler? Hey, Shooter, see at yeah, Sizzler. He didn't make it. He never made it. He was ever a lobster. <laughs> I think it was the first server there, male server at, at Sizzler Family Steakhouse. <laughs> So All right. Pat, uh, Pat, a lot I still, of. Still, by the way, have the name tag. It says Pat. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. That's kind of awesome. You should wear that around. <laughs> Is that on the wall of fame? I just might in case I forget my name tag here at Midtown. Right. Yeah, you got your Sizzler one as a backup at all times. <laughs> um, so as a teaching professional, what are a lot of us don't get to practice a lot anymore? Um, maybe play ten rounds a year, twenty rounds a year. 
what are some of the some of the things that you see teaching people and what they what I'm guessing they want to improve without practicing is a common yeah theme. you get that a lot in fact I gave a golf lesson today a woman hasn't played golf in 40 years she did a golf lesson because she's playing in Hawaii oh, um, yeah. on Friday <laughs> so <laughs> can, me you, up by Friday. can you teach me how to play golf right <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah so yeah that's a common thread with a lot of people here in Chicago it's very difficult to play golf in Chicago right yeah. Takes you forever. It takes you forty-five minutes to get ready in the morning. By the time you get in the car and drive to the golf course, that's another hour. You check in. Four or five hour round. Four or five hour round. You have your beer at the end with the buddies, and then you jump back in your car. The traffic's worse because it's Friday. It takes you an hour to get back. <laughs> By the time you're done, it's a ten-hour day. Yeah. So, I get a lot of people that want to improve, and they flat out say, "Yeah, I don't have time to practice." So I get it. So really gets right back to the basics script stance and posture you make sure that you have those basics plus some some simple key swing thoughts you know transfer your weight to the finish make sure your arms aren't getting stuck behind you and you can get away with a lot i mean you can play a good game of golf without necessarily practicing we work on giving you a lot of drills though i mean that you can do you know in your office i call them my office drills or your elevator drills you know I give you a few things to do while you're waiting for your elevator or heading up to you know the 27th right. floor where you where your office is yeah you know and why not you're on there practicing your golf move maybe transferring your way to the finish and then the ceo of your company comes in says hey you play golf <laughs> next thing you know you're at olympia fields playing the south course with the ceo of your company and your promotion's coming very fast there you go <laughs> it works yeah your career so, coach too. i haven't, I haven't seen my promotion yet <laughs> right, yeah. the south course at olympia but swing coach and career coach <laughs> Pat Dorgan. so it's just the basics and just kind of hammer those home and working on your wedges i assume and you're you got to work on the short stuff yeah. yeah i mean that's i mean everybody you, well not everybody a lot of people can get away with hitting their their longer clubs and you right. know, just kind of fake it from you know. The, but once you get around the green, that's where you can get embarrassed really fast. Right. Nothing worse than being in the middle of the fairway, chunking it. Yeah, you're a hundred yards out and yep. Hitting your next shot if you're a hundred yards out, next one goes 150. Right. right. Out of bounds, hitting houses behind the green. Right. Yeah. That's. So if you can work your wedges out and you know keep those, then at least you're going to be able to. Play your and then you, so you were a PGA pro, and where was your first PGA job? You know, I started off playing, and uh, playing, uh, working at Ruth Lake Country Club mm -hmm. for my father. We, you know, I was 12, 13 years old, and I was a, a, a caddy and, you know, working the bag room. Right. Um, we called them squids. So, <laughs> squids. <laughs> so I was a squid Term for a number of, of years. Term of affection, yeah. <laughs> I, was a, I was a squid for a, a great period of time. At Ruth Lake, um, finally, when I was about 18, it was time to leave Ruth Lake. I went on to uh, teach golf at Oak Brook Golf Club. I was there for four years, and then I got my first head professional position at uh, Palm Beach Gardens Golf Club wow. in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Nice. Yeah, that was nice. That now, was a great time. So what? Uh, how long were you down in Florida then? I was there for two years. I did all the wrong things, though. <laughs> Florida I, can do that. Yeah. Florida yeah. has that effect on a lot of people, yeah. I had, you know, I was hiring, um, you know, we were hiring people for working the beverage cart, and and I hired a, a girl that I was very fond of, and um, 
probably led to Uh-oh. my demise. But we won't go there. Uh, she shall not be named. <laughs> no, no, we won't throw any names out there. So then after Palm Beach Gardens, did you, you transition then into college coaching, correct? You know what's interesting? When I came back, well, what happened was when I was at Palm Beach Gardens Golf Club, and it was all within a week period of time, one week. <laughs> Was she there that week or out of town that week? No, she was around. (laughs) I bought a house. Good timing. (laughs) And broke up with my girlfriend. And one week later, I was in Asia playing the Asian uh, golf tour. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so it all worked out. You know, I moved down to Asia for a little while and I played some golf out there. Okay. Um, Where in Asia? I was in Thailand. Okay. Yeah. Played the Q School in Thailand, uh, Pattaya. Yeah. Um, I was out there for two weeks and, and came back. And then when I came back, um, I was back down in Florida. Needed to uh, needed to do something a little different. And so that's when I brought up my uh, brought the magnotherapy concept up to Chicago. Um, that's when I first got involved in some business. And we had, and I set up a distribution company to take back up to Chicago. Came back up to Chicago, and um, the first position I ended up with was. Um, I ran our distribution company out of the old Elm Club. Okay. Ooh, good old old Elm. Oh yeah. Comes up, place. comes up again. Right. Second, second mention on this on this podcast. Yeah, old Elm was a terrific course, and and I partnered in with the head professional there, who um, had a, uh, a a group of representatives, sales representatives, that uh, would take our products out into the marketplace, and myself as caddy master, and the caddies would actually. Um, Package up the products and we basically ran the. And this business is out mag- the magnet therapy, the like wristbands. Yep. And, yep. yep. The company was Tectonic Magnets. There you oh, go. Wow. Then you started coaching at Morton College. Oh no, you got to backtrack a little bit there for Morton. So when I first got into coaching, that was back in '92. Okay. That was when I was at uh, Oak Brook Golf Club. Okay. Okay. And so as I was as I was the uh, assistant golf professional, teaching professional at Oak Brook Golf Club, I also took before on before Palm Beach. Before I went gotcha. down to Palm Beach. In gotcha. fact, when yep. I went to Palm Beach Gardens, I left Oak Brook Golf Club, and I also left teaching or coaching at Morton College. Gotcha. Yeah, you, you're in the magnet game at that time. Just I was moving to bigger things. Yeah, yeah, running the business out of the this gorgeous golf course and in fact yeah. I lived right there on the golf course oh, so that, nice. that's the house you bought no oh no <laughs> <laughs> there is a house on uh, the 10th hole yeah. just off to the left oh nice uh, a beautiful home that um, that I lived in while I worked there did the beverage car girl hang out of the 10th hole more often than the other holes well she it was, was a up, right, right after everyone made the turn <laughs> yeah I, you know, I was gonna say that's a good hole it's a good hole for sales no you know that's a it's an all men's club oh okay yeah <laughs> so there were no beverage car <laughs> girls yeah oh yeah well so yeah. then you and i met at loyola we in did the late, in the late 90s yeah yeah um you were one of the first players that i had on my team Yes, and um, you started coaching our second semester. We didn't have a coach the first semester, which was no coach. Interesting. Yeah, we just had a a senior or a, a guy who graduated that was in grad school, basically a twenty two year old driving us around the Midwest to use your chauffeur. Yeah, chauffeur, and you know would go and get his beer. Well. That must have been fun. It was kind of fun, um, and we played well too, which is direct, you know, direct correlation. Anyway, so. You were hired on in early 2000, and your first task as coach was this planner spring break trip. 
Yeah, that was awesome. And, that was a great and, responsibility. And yeah, and, uh, <laughs> An awesome and, and where did we find ourselves? Well, uh, how did how did you decide to take us to? I don't know where you guys were going beforehand. Where were where were your trips? <laughs> I have no trips? idea. Okay, where well, that twenty two year old? It was probably, was it was probably not South Beach. <laughs> In Miami, Florida, because that's where Pat ended I thought up. Thought it was us. a nice destination. <laughs> it was. There was a beautiful tournament out there. Yeah. Uh, we played the old, uh, the course that they filmed uh, Caddyshack on, yep. formerly known as the Rolling Rolling Hills, Rolling and Hills. now Grand Oaks. Yeah, we Grand talked. Oaks. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. Was a good tournament and a good time. It was had for all, right there on South Beach. We stayed at the old. The Rabrini. Rabrini. Like on 18th and. That's right. With on Collins, it was on Collins. One you, block. You did. You did this right. Like you knew what you were doing. We <laughs> would, we would fly down there on Friday. We would play on Saturday. Practice around Sunday. Tournament Monday, Tuesday. We're in South Beach Tuesday night through Saturday night, <laughs> with nothing to do but play golf in the morning, and that was it. Well, to be fair, we did play two tournaments down there, one year. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> That wasn't the first year, though. <laughs> well, it was a I great think opportunity. That was, after my time. was Miami it was our... a, an annual trip? That's where you took most of your spring break. Yes, in fact, I don't think we went anyplace else. I mean, I once think... uh, once Coach Bill put that tournament together in Florida, he was a friend of mine back from my days at Palm Beach Gardens Golf Club. Okay. And so, so there was that the connection, connection there, and that's how we started heading down there. I'm like, sure, South Beach. What were our other options? There weren't many, I mean, and you and you probably had a pretty limited skimpy budget to work with too yeah i'm guessing yes and unfortunately that budget wasn't big enough for our expenditures <laughs> so I, my brother told me uh hey there was one time you uh you told him the the budgets for golf teams at schools like Loyola are more of a guideline not that's a what i was told originally <laughs> <laughs> they told you that <laughs> yes that was a mistake <laughs> well we didn't completely blow it out of the water but you know it's it was and we we did do our share of fundraising there you go. We I did. Mean, we sold like raffle tickets at Bulls games and sure. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. guys, you skimped on your uh, on your winter winter game. What, what was your practice set up like in the winter? You guys had the racquetball court. <laughs> it's true. We didn't have a whole lot to uh, to you know. We you know, Northwestern they have a, a beautiful four million dollar right. Uh, you know, golf facility designed only for the men and women's golf team. And there weren't golf simulators around back then. And no, we we had a racquetball court, and so in the winter time we would head into the racquetball court, right? And, and it was just it was just a just outside of the running track. Right. Yeah. So we tried to do weights, and we tried to do the right thing in the winter time of Chicago, <laughs> and then occasionally we'd be at diversity mm-hmm. in the snow hitting yep. balls. Yep. So we needed a good trip. Get down to South Beach. Right. Kind of get the muscles get, loosened up. Get not, ready for not this. Not to rust off. Get some get vitamin D. Season. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> not to rust off. Have handle races. There you, you go. Know, go there out you 85 go. degree. 85 degree humidity and barely make it around the course. You know, stuff like that. Well, and once once we got down there, I learned that my, my role was to, well, to get you guys to play better, but also to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> part chaperone, part coach. That was at times part the harder part. Yeah, I'd imagine if, if the rest of the team was anything like Augie, it wasn't easy keeping them. Yeah, keeping Jeff them, was one of the better ones. Tabs on him. <laughs> Jeff was one of the better ones, oh, no boy. question about. It. He was one of the more responsible oh, man. parties, Which I would say. Not, that's not, not, yeah, not, not high hopes for the rest of the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were 
like what was, what's your like favorite memory from college coaching like what sticks out I mean you know the one thing that sticks out the most about college coaching is just the relationships that that you develop you know that you that you have through the years I mean if you if I had to pick out a story dialing it back to our college days it would have to be something to do with down in Florida and the stories that are most entertaining aren't necessarily the fondest of memories <laughs> we lost one of our guys one night he just disappeared right and he uh, where did he go we, we didn't know finally somebody made mention that he did make it in very late one night or early one morning and wouldn't get out of bed his head was glued to the pillow right this is he's not being very responsible <laughs> this so is this a practice round or a tournament this was round? well this was probably right when we got down there in yeah. fact it was right when we got down there it was before the actual tournament yeah. so the practice round we had 36 holes sure, scheduled yeah. the next day yeah. and i said he figures out how to get to the golf course okay because the bus is leaving right now <laughs> He figures out how to get to the golf course. Otherwise, this he is, is not playing in the tournament. That's right. And I am sending him home on the next plane. All right. So. Now this is all coming back to me now. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes a cab to a bus to a train to a cab and gets there with like four holes to play. It's like 4.30 in the afternoon and he finally made it. So what am I supposed to say? Good, good resourcefulness, son. Here's your, here's your, so he got you by earned, with a bit of a warning. Yeah, you earned your name tag today. <laughs> but you're on probation. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's tough love right there. That's a sign of a good coach. <laughs> you made him work for it. He, he made it. Yeah, he, he made did it. make it. He made it. Um... Any good meals stick out to you? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that was the thing that we always had was, for some reason, we always seemed to have a birthday every time we ate. <laughs> it was kind of a team tradition. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we would be, it didn't matter where we were, if we were at Sizzler, if we were at Hooters, if we were at the Outback, we wanted to hear the Birkins. rendition of the Birkins. We always had a birthday, and we made everybody in the restaurant sing happy birthday to <laughs> to a designated birthday. Right. Whoever, whoever, whoever three putted last. Again, or something. We had a very limited budget, so we sure. needed to get a free meal out free of you. Free dessert, free chocolate cake. We had to get really creative. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah, I, re I remember that now. Um, There's so much downtime in college, college golf. I feel like you guys are traveling and eating. You know, uh -huh. it's eight long, hours spent on a bus, to long a band course trips. in Bowling Green. Yep. You know, long yeah. van trips, yeah. not a lot of flights. Yeah, yeah, I mean, gosh, I mean, I'll tell you, it's, it's some of the experiences that, that pop in, you know, like another experience that we had, and you'll relate to this one. And this is a this is a great story, and I tell the story a lot. And it's not a very happy story, but it was, we were playing, I want to say it was someplace, it was in Indiana, I think. But, Jeff, you had just made the most unbelievable three. This was in Michigan. It was in Michigan, Grand uh, I don't know if it was Grand Valley. It was in Grand Jackson, Valley. Michigan. I forget who hosted the tournament. So you hit a tree on your second shot. And he's 220 yards out, and he pulls out a two iron, pops it underneath the trees, runs it up, and it goes in the hole for a three. <laughs> Great shot. One of the most unbelievable shots. We're high-fiving each other. So then we make our way into the clubhouse. Yeah, this was like, this was like my third hole of the day. Um, 
this was no, not on the 18th was... hole, so we're going to the first hole, which oh, okay. was my fourth hole today. Because it was so a we're shotgun. walking past the clubhouse and gotcha, yeah. popped in the clubhouse to you know take care of business, and whatnot. And they had a TV going, and we learned that a tower just got hit oh. by an airplane. This was September, September yeah. 11th. September 11th. Yep. And we st- we stayed there in the clubhouse, and we waited, and then we saw a second tower get hit. Because no one knew what was going on. Yeah, no, so, no, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure how the rest of your round went. I remember what happened. I made, so when I made that three, I had double bogeyed the hole before. And then that was for an eagle. So it was like down in the dumps, highest you know, high of my life. And right. then you hear what happens and like things are going through your head. I remember the next 15 holes, I made 15 pars in a row because, like, no one really cared. It was just, like, so yeah, focused. just well, hit it, hit it, hit yeah. it, go, keep it moving, keep it moving because we just want to get out of here. Like, nothing mattered anymore. So it, was, we, it was weird. And then what brings that to my attention was you talking about these long van rides. Yeah. There was never such a long van ride. As we were driving back from Michigan, heading towards Chicago, we hadn't seen the city in the distance. Right. But we were wondering if the Sears Tower was going to stand. I remember thinking that I was, you know, I was in middle school at the time. When, you know, Danny would have been on the team by that point, my brother. And I remember thinking that about Chicago. I was like, my brother lives in Chicago. That's, you know, to a seventh grader, that's, you know, that's... Uh, the next, basically, the next New York. Right, yeah. right. It so, was, it was creepy. Yeah, it was, it wow. was a very quiet ride. Oh my gosh, yeah. Let's moving on to, 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 to yeah, light, to, light, to lighten up the mood. You, um, you did around that time too. You tried your hand back at the mini tours down at, at the time. It was, uh, it was the Tour, tour de, las de las Americas, which is now the. PGA Tour Latino America, I believe. So it's basically like third tier. So there's PGA Tour, uh, web.com, and then like this tour that you played on. Yeah. And you played on it for like an entire winter. Well, I mean, I played there in, in 91, 92, and 93. Right. 92, I got sent back. Um, and then I think I played there in another stint a little bit later, just after. Uh, or maybe even during Loyola. Yeah, I think it was. And I went down and I played a few tournaments, and that's when they extended it into the Caribbean, too. That was the, one of the best experiences of my life, was playing golf in the right. South American tour, and then they then it became Tour de las Americas. Any guys you play with down there that are now you know, on, on TV? Guys I, know, like on, on I know Angel, Angel yeah. Cabrera came out of that tour. He did. I mean, but you have all the Franco brothers. You know, you got Angel, Ramon, right. Sebastian... Francisco, I think, and the the Franco brothers. I mean, a couple of them made it big right, here yeah. in the states. Um, I played uh, behind Gamez. Uh, he was yeah. out there. A few other guys that you know, not necessarily the the bigger names in golf, but right, a lot yeah, of European players played out there. A lot of good game down there. Oh, it was yeah. great tournaments. Great yeah. tournaments. You know, it's the real. It was a real deal. That's awesome. South American style. Yeah. <laughs> that had yeah, that had to be fun on and off the course too, huh? That made for an awesome twist. Some of the stories that come out of there were just amazing. That's awesome. Is there one that comes to mind? Depends on what kind of story you want. <laughs> the best one. And it, it, the, yeah, the best one. <laughs> oh, man. I think we saved some of the best stories for a later. Save some of the best stories for a later cast. Yeah. I think um, some tend <laughs> we'll to be a little into, bit extended. Let's ease into it. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll ease into that one. I'm sure 
Dorgan will be back for round two <laughs> at some point. You could have a whole podcast on South American tour and experiences down there. <laughs> well, then we'll then let's save it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll save it for next All right. time. All right, Pat, we're gonna move to closing out the interview. The, the next this interview, thing. yeah. This interview, anyway. <laughs> Um, We're not done with Pat. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, the segment's called Scramble. We're just going to rifle through a bunch of questions. So first thing that comes to mind, you know, short answers, and we'll just rifle through them. Oh, you want short answers? Uh, I'm big on long answers. But I can short, make it short. As short as Let's possible. Let's call it rap, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Um, if you weren't a PGA professional, what would you be? I would be a bum at Venice Beach. <laughs> I like that. I would have a robe on. <laughs> maybe a pair of roller skates. Oh, and music. throwback. Yeah, Love it. for sure. Oh, nice. Best shot you ever hit. Boombox. Need a boombox for music. Best shot I ever hit. Yep. Uh, well, that's a good story. That's, well, shoot. So no, you... it's a uh, it's a two on my on a par five down to Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Right? A little double I'm already eagle in action. For, I'm already in for my two double eagle. And so I'm just pretty much sitting in the cart. The best shot isn't necessarily what I hit. My partner yeah. made a 10-footer for his nine <laughs> for us to take all the points. A two and a nine. Two and made a nine. A, made 11. It makes and, 11. Yeah, and the other 12. team had a six and a six, so that's 12. That we, beats 12. We won. Yeah. Solid. Good work. Um, highest number you ever made in competition? Like for one hole? Yep. Yes. Uh, Ten. <laughs> Double digits. So That's my brother ten. told me there was a there was a time they were they were watching you on a, a live cast on a Tour de Las Americas. Yeah, we followed you on Tour de Las Americas. And there was a glitch where it said you made a thirty on a par three for like thirty seconds. They oh. were like re- live refreshing, <laughs> and all of a sudden it just popped up that you had a thirty on a par three. Oops. And well, that's just, entirely possible. Yeah, they were just. I have a selective like, memory. What the hell did Dorgan do to make a thirty on a par three? But then I think it corrected to like you made a, a five or something. But somebody, somebody actually like punched in thirty. Somebody's playing a joke. Huh? A twenty-seven bogey, <laughs> but I don't think it, I don't think we'll count that as your highest ever. Oh yeah, what's your what's your lowest career round? Uh, sixty-six. Sixty-six. Ooh, that's a good Sixty-six. One. Ruth Lake it was the course record at the time. Nice course record at the time. Yeah, even Ooh, better. Yeah, that is solid. Wow. Um, number of aces you've had? Two. Two aces. Two hole in ones and that one double eagle. Where yeah. were the two hole in ones? Uh, one was at Ruth Lake Country Club, hole number twelve, and the other was at um, it was in Dallas, Texas. And I, the name of the course is eluding me right now. An away ace, not even home. yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. And they always come. They always come with a story. Oh, of course. And then we've had the double eagle. Have you had any triple eagles? No, I actually came close once, though. No. I did. <laughs> no way. It was a dog leg left, par five. Ooh, took it over the trees. It just right. took it over the canyon, basically. Oh, wow. There you go. And, uh, yeah, it uh, found its way on the green. <laughs> All right. Really? You drove You drove a par five green? That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I mean, knocked it about a foot away. There you go. <laughs> it was only a 460-yard Doesn't matter. Par. But, you know, downhill it and, yeah, it counts, it counts for sure. Right. All right, Pat. Uh, the last thing we ask all our guests is to add a song to our Spotify playlist for the golf course. Um, what song do you want want to add for everyone to hear? Well, since uh, since it has to do with the golf course, I'd like something by Bob Marley. How about Three Little Birds? 
Love three. I like three little birds. Yeah. Three, three little birdies. Ooh, three little birdies. So don't worry about putting. Why does every little thing gonna be all right? I mean, yeah, no one wants to worry about putting. No, Everyone's no. want to T.I. let it fly. Right. It sets the mood. For sure. All right, we'll throw that on there for you. Everyone can find you out at Diversity Driving Range when it's not snowing. Yes. You do have a website, too, as well, right? Yeah, that's Pat Dorgan PGA. Pat Dorgan PGA.com. Yep. Sign up for lessons there, correct? Yeah, come on out and see awesome. me. Awesome. And even in the winter times, you got you got simulator action, too. We got here, it over here, here at Midtown. Midtown. Yep. Perfect. Great right. simulators, and it's a wonderful place to be at. It is. We we highly recommend it. Yep. It was it was a good time today. Check out the infamous eighteen if you get a chance. <laughs> but no, there's some tough holes. There are some tough holes. It is a uh, hey, nice eagle on too, though, Charlie. I did have an eagle, nice but I also eagle. I think made another eleven. <laughs> well, you also had an eight hundred yard drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> One so, eight hundred yeah. yard drive. It was yeah. it's golden tea in real life. It was pretty fun. Still still rolling. Some say. <laughs> All right, Pat. Really appreciate the time. All, All right. right, thanks guys. Appreciate yep. it. All right, thanks. So we hope you enjoyed that interview with Pat. Um, some may say he is the most interesting man in golf, and it's got if, my vote. <laughs> if you uh, <laughs> if you enjoyed some of those stories, I know he teased some, uh, and you want you want uh, you want us to have him back. We would definitely do that and dive a little deeper into Tour de las Americas. <laughs> right back at back. I want to hear about Thailand too. I didn't even right? know he played in Thailand. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that was. I that had was no clue. A, uh, that was out of left field for me. Yeah, I think we could definitely spend. I know there's there has been some interest in hearing more about mini tour stuff. Yeah, so we, I think we got to go a little deeper on Palm. Palm that's Beach. mini tours back in like the 80s and 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Right. That's that's moonlight to the extreme <laughs> for sure. It's also nice to get some simulator work in. Yeah. I, uh, I hadn't, haven't, hadn't played that course we, we teed it up at. Hey, I haven't taken any cuts in a while. Right. And Pat throws us on, like, b- basically what it was was golden tee, yeah. like, on a simulator. <laughs> there was, right. like, nowhere to hit it. Yeah, it was, like, uh, you know, playing playing through, like, waterfalls and hitting off the sides of mountains. Right. I hit one drive that went 800 and something yards. Because <laughs> it, it went just, over the side of a cliff. It went over the side of a cliff and just kept rolling down this canyon. <laughs> It was out of bounds though, so I made like another eleven there. But yeah, you, oh yeah, your first one was like eight hundred plus. Your second one was like three hundred plus. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> or I, I, plus. yeah, it's five hundred. I hit two yeah. out of bounds into the canyon, so it's nice to get some nice to get some cuts in, even though it wasn't a real course. Yeah, but that's just you know there is, you know, some of the listeners are are down south, and you know. <laughs> so, so Sons like, of like, fucking what, bitches. Like, what, like what the hell are you doing like we're i'm teeing up in shorts and a golf shirt and i'm sweating like what are you guys doing and but lo- sitting in our car right <laughs> but luck- luckily nowadays in the midwest um there is ways to you know back in the day there was none of this right, there weren't right. simulators there the wasn't top golf was, there weren't heated driving ranges i was gonna say yeah driving range with heaters was a revolution back in the day for sure like i mean we i remember going to domes yeah in high school and like you know you get like a hundred yards of ball flight if that yeah like you you do what you gotta do right to feed feed that need but yeah we uh 
At least it, there's some options now. So, yeah, it, it, was so ni- it was nice to it was nice to limber it up a little bit. Right, and if you have the means, Midtown Athletic Club couldn't recommend it higher. The the place was awesome. It the was pla- awesome. I, I think I'm, I, I'm kind of surprised they let us let us in the front door. <laughs> yeah. It was way too nice for us. Yeah, it's kind of like some golf courses are too expensive <laughs> right. for us. This is this def- athletic club is yeah. definitely it's like you know the Cypress Cypress Point. Yeah, this <laughs> was it clubs. was pretty posh. It was pretty posh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it was a good time, and but just like our experience with golf too. Yeah, we mainly hit hit the public courses and whatnot but you know we it's fun to get out on a super nice simulator pl- <laughs> or even even in the summer too like on a private course like get invited yeah. every now and again and it happens and you know it's always it's always a nice little treat absolutely <laughs> appreciate pat bringing us out <laughs> yeah thanks pat yep um, I guess it's just time to shut it down now. Let's shut it down. All right, we're gonna add our songs. You know what time it is? Spotify playlist time. Yep. We don't have any listener ads this week. We're kind of recording this quickly. Uh, you know, a little quick follow up to our last one. So, if you got something you want to hear, hopefully you're all checking out the playlist on Spotify, following along, and feel free to email us, DM us slide in whatever way you want and get us that recommendation slide hit a little slider in there why don't you you know how it is jeff for the kids for the, for the, so you always do it for the kids everything i do so uh what are, you, what are you adding this week i'm gonna go i'm gonna stay on the theme of you know tiger was out at at uh farmers this week yeah we'll, we'll talk more about tiger and uh you know uncle Stu's garage yeah <laughs> uncle Stu loves tiger so, he does. Uh, well, let, let he, him have it yeah he he didn't win but he he I didn't mean, win he didn't look bad though it was he, respectable he, he he putted great short game looked awesome short, which makes sense i mean that's what he's been able to work on for the longest so. true but prom- he's, had, he's had struggles there though in the past true promising signs from tiger so what yeah. are you what are you adding in honor of him in honor of him, I'm gonna go with a little Mark Morrison. Okay. We're throwing this back to the the late '90s, I believe yep. it got. I think it was written in '96, but actually got hot in '97. I, I believe <laughs> Tiger that, got hot in '97 yeah. too. <laughs> I believe. Uh, I be- believe the kids call it a banger. Oh, okay. A club banger. Sure. But uh. Well, Mark Morrison. Yep. Return of the Mac. Oh, <laughs> love that song. Yep. Yeah. Jam. Great song. Jam. Great song. Good well, rhythm. In honor of the uh, night golf theme we got going and my putting days down in Bloomington, I'm going to go with a little Bob Seger song by the name of Night Moves, Ooh. which was also Ooh. the name of the only strip club in Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> really? And it was called Night Moves? It was called Night Moves, and I don't think we went there that night. We were doing too much night putting and too far out in the boondocks to make it but this one's for bloomington night golf and bob seeger night moves love it love it yep all right everyone appreciate you listening like charlie said slide on in we'd love to hear from you instagram facebook um apple apple podcast 
uh, our website, www.cannonballgolfpod.com. And we also submitted to Google Play, so we should be up on Google Play pretty soon. For all you Android weirdos. <laughs> green bubbles. Yeah. Who, who has a green bubble? My brother. <laughs> yeah. Man. Makes, makes group text the worst. All right. Well, as long as you guys keep tuning in, we'll keep teeing it up. Cannonball! Good night. And when that moves. <laughs> here, cannonball it. And then go right back. And then one more, he's right on top of cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. No.